And now, from the Cave of Wonders, live in the presence of gods, welcome to the Rain Man Show. Motherfucking peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> Let's go get them. Let's go get them. Light them up. Fuckers hate us because they hate No, 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 no. All right, everyone, welcome to the Rain Man Show. Yeah, we're here again. Very sporadic this year. I know. How many is this? We're actually here. Oh, my God. This is actually the third actual show of the year. That's it. Because the rest <laughs> of the shows we've done uh, were Patreon. for Patreon. Yeah. That is crazy. But as we were saying during the pre-show, I think what we are now doing is turning this show essentially into an event series. A seasonal series. Just, hey, listen, we'll pop up from time to time just to remind people that we still are here. Like herpes. Yes, occasionally <laughs> we'll flare up. And we'll, we're still watching. We're still watching you. We and never really leave. You will know when we're here because when you urinate, it'll burn a little bit. Oh. <laughs> but don't it's irritating. worry. Do not go to the... It is irritating. If you tell your your friends or spouses about it, they're immediately horrified. And don't scratch. Whatever you do, do not scratch. And don't even go to the doctor because I think in the end, it'll work itself through your system and you'll enjoy you will enjoy the pain. Or you'll be quarantined. All right. Or you may die. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe we're a haunted podcast. Maybe this is like the ring. It, you know, it does sometimes have a sense of, there used to be a lot of spirit. There was a lot of souls here. Yeah. It's quiet now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So to answer everyone's question, because this is the first show since, the first real show since, I want to say March. <laughs> we are going to keep doing the show we will do the show but it's going to be sporadic it it may pop up maybe three four times a year uh but um keep your ears ready and your eyes peeled open for when we do drop shows but we will continue to do shows into next year but it'll be whenever we feel like it right thomas yeah actually uh wanted to talk to you about some of that stuff, but it is, it is kind of like, we have other things that we're trying to do. We have other. And other things we are doing. Yeah. And we have, which I think people will eventually be excited for that stuff too. It's way too early to talk about, but I, and we have other shows that we're still doing on the regular, but I feel like it's kind of just had to evolve into more of a, when we can, when we get to it, uh, rather than a regular cadence thing. The world has changed. The audience has changed. We've changed a lot. Everyone and their mother can do a podcast now. Like that one I sent you through Microsoft or through uh, Facebook yeah, Messenger. Just, uh, it's like fucking Ned's Declassified. It, it, a everyone. Nickelodeon yeah. school show. Yeah, there's a podcast for everything. There fucking really is, dude. In fact, if someone were, if I were to start doing a podcast now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't start doing one. If I had this idea that I'm going to do a podcast let's say last year, I probably would end up not doing it. it. There's just too much. We, we benefit from the fact that we started a long time ago. So we do have a, a built in fan base and there are seeds that have been planted over the last 10 plus years. But if we were to start now, it, it's already difficult to cut through, even though we are established. Yeah. Imagine if we're just starting out and the only way you're going to get that, that instant audience which i refuse to be because i just don't want to be that person are the controversial assholes those are the people or the dumb low iq individuals that find themselves on tiktok they use tiktok to do some stupid ridiculous antic like eating dog food out of a dog bowl with dog ears and a tail stupid things like that 
they don't even know what a fetish is. They're just doing it to look, to, to, to grab attention, to grab, you know, potential listeners for their podcast. And then they promote their podcast, which is equally stupid. These people can't form sentences. In fact, I, I be, have become disillusioned with someone that I like because of how bad their podcasting skills are. There's this gentleman who is, I feel like he is an intelligent person that is an expert in his field. I'm not going to say who it is. And he started a podcast recently and I was excited to take a listen. And it is just the most unprofessionally sounding thing I've ever heard from a guy who's a professional in his field. Mm. How in this day and age with the amount of money you have, how do you not at least Know that you can hire an engineer. If you don't know how to put together shit, hire an engineer. How many times we've said that in this very show? Hire someone. Gives, throw someone a hundred bucks an episode to do your work. So that's another thing. It's like everyone puts together a podcast, but their quality is such garbage. They have nothing to talk about. They have no personality. Everyone thinks they're funny. Those are the worst podcasts where people think they're funny. I, I told you before, I tried to listen to a couple of different podcasts and I purely couldn't because yeah. the, the dad humor was so painful. Yeah. And the is inability just, to put together a sentence or a cohesive thought. Is it just laziness then? And that they're just basically out there just for the... Either, I, th- I mean, I don't see any monetary. Tony, no one knows how to be just them anymore. No, I, I had a. The, the, the plumber that just came to fix my hot water heater probably has a fucking podcast. <laughs> wow. Because no one knows how to just be themselves. They can't just be a plumber. They can't just be a housewife. They can't be just a business professional. Nope. They must be a TikTok influencer as well as a podcaster. And I'm a content creator. You're not a content creator. If you put your phone up and you record yourself doing stupid shit, that isn't content. That's stupid shit. Well, our, first of all, let me fix your mic. That's, that's jackass. That's like jackass as a podcast. Content and stupid shit I find are one and the same. These days. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing I saw somebody was talking about. It's essentially there are no barriers to entry anymore. Everything is so cheap. Everything is so easy. You can build your own audience without publishers, without production houses, without producers, without fucking editors. There, there's so little barrier to entry and everyone doesn't want we everyone wants to be a content Does this creator apply to dating as well no, yes because i feel like there's tons of barriers there <laughs> i mean you gotta talk to people mike you gotta go outside those are two big barriers see i've gotten older thomas and i realize that i have to do the chasing now when i was yeah. younger i could sit back no you can't and, rest and, on and as morals. you get older now you've got to do all the work i used to always mm-hmm. just i was lazy about dating you were you you, you took now it for I granted can't. Yeah, we're in a new era. Mm-hmm. You have to actually be an active participant now. Everyone's mm-hmm. a swipe away. But that's the thing is, like, they're, they're, everyone wants to be a content creator. Nobody wants to be just an electrician, like Mike said, which we still fucking need those things. But also, there's such a low barrier to entry. Anybody beforehand, like Mike, how much money? If you don't want to answer, it's fine, but give us a rough estimate. Did you invest in starting up a podcast? 10, 15 years ago. Oh my God. A lot of money to buy equipment. Yeah. But also it was a slow process right. of learning. Right. But we always cared, even though we weren't perfect. Uh, that, well, we always cared. That's not what I asked. We put a significant amount of money into the beginning Over stages. Over a thousand dollars. Uh, probably a little less for the first four or five episodes. And then we started adding hundreds of dollars almost every couple weeks mm-hmm. for better and better equipment. And then when you look across the studio now, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I was, I was like, of some equipment. of this stuff right now, I mean, within arm's reach is, yeah. is a couple thousand. But that's what it used to cost. Now, if especially yep. if you listen, everybody with a phone and a, and a webcam USB microphone is a podcaster in a garage. So there's, there's a slurry of content, but because of that, very little of it is good. And there is no barrier or, or metric because for every review you find that is positive, there's one that you can find that's negative for every show that's worth a damn. There's 50 that are worthless, but they're worthless. The title that I just don't get that it's like, it's worn like a badge of honor is content creator. 
You know, you see yeah. a lot of those on YouTube, on Instagram. I never liked and, that term. And I'm like going, yeah, I'm a content creator. And I'm like going, content of what? I feel like content creator is the same as saying, I work in real estate circa 2007, 2006. If you spread your legs on <laughs> right Instagram, is that all, content? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. If you check out my other page. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I feel like it's the same as being in real estate circa 2006 and seven. Like there's... Hey, t- Tony, if you up. if you decided to take a shit and videotape it, that's content. That's con- you're a content creator. Oh, just wow. open up a TikTok and call it the shit that I can't use a poop knife to flush, and uh, it's the excess shit that you can't get out of the toilet with your poop knife, and you just videotape that. It's like and a, you're now a content creator. And by the end of the week, I'll have like hundreds of thousands of followers. Wait, why? Uh, by the end of the week, I could have. Hundreds of thousands of followers? Probably would. Because that's the thing. There's also people that that pay for this shit. Now, the thing that I will pay for is porn. No. Well, maybe. But the (laughs) thing I'm thinking of at this moment, someone who needs to start a podcast or TikTok with advice, Pete Davidson. (laughs) That's a man that I would listen to. Really? Yeah. He's your new idol? He's like the whore whisperer. Like, he just comes out with... (laughs) The guy just can't lose. He can Uh, say what he wants. It's uncanny. It really is. He's like the new Sean Penn. Like, do you remember from, like, the late 80s, early 90s? Sean Penn was Pete Davidson. He also had an odd look to him. Wasn't necessarily good looking. But, But just raked in... The lady. He had tattoos. I think he had them removed as well because I think Pete Davidson is trying to get some of them removed. But he he was the bad boy of Hollywood. Yeah. He dated Madonna. He dated so many like chicks that were considered the hot chicks yeah. of the time. And mm-hmm. people kind of understood it though from him because he wore the classic, you know, the white t shirt and the leather jacket. He, he he was he was channeling that. James Dean vibe. Yeah. Like a batter version for the 80s. He was 90s. the brooding actor. He was like the Brando of his generation. Yeah. Yes. And now Pete Davidson is this. And a lot of people don't understand. I don't understand either. I, I'm not he's hating. He's a goob, though. It, he like. is, but I want to listen to him talk about it. I want to hear thoughts from Pete Davidson. How does he manage to get Emily Ratajkowski, which is the newest uh, lady he's dating? I don't understand. She is amazing. She he keeps he is the he is what I aspire to be. He's your hero? Yes, a 29-year-old from Long Island. Is, is that that just tells you <laughs> my current state of life that he is my idol. Oh fuck! I mean, he just wow. keeps going up because that's how you do it. Like when you date, you never, you don't go from a ten to a five or ten to an eight. People do. Yeah, but you don't. You just shouldn't. There's well, a, you there should. There's an right? unwritten rule. You don't do that. You don't go from a ten <laughs> to a nine or a nine to a seven. Now you can you do a uh, a lateral move. An eight to an eight. Yeah, you can do that. But he keeps going up. He had. Ariana Grande, who is probably, you know, she's not my type, but people would definitely say she's a hottie, right? Eight, nine, maybe a 10 on certain days. And then he goes to Kate Beckinsale, who is a solid 10. My God. Then he goes to Kim Kardashian, who is, yeah, she, she was hotter, in my opinion, like 10 years ago. Now she just continues to look faker and faker and faker. But I've never cared for her. But there's a lot of circles that would definitely say she's a 10. And then you have Emily Radikowski, who is more than a 10. She's like an 11 or a 12. Easily. He's so where going does he go from up, here? Does he marry her? Or that's does... my point. Does he just retire and become gay after ha- this? Hang up the dick? Maybe he goes gay now and go and tries to start back there. Like Starts maybe... back at a two, moves yeah. up yeah, until maybe... he can get Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't. Where do you go from Emily Radikowski? Where do you go? After her. It's it's a tough world he lives in. I don't know. There is something about him, though, because I, the guy's a total dweeb. He has to either be the funniest fucking dude outside of SNL and public. Like, he says jokes that he knows would get him canceled, but you can't help but laugh at. And he's just natural 20s on all his charisma. 
Or he's he's hung like a small elephant because none of it makes sense. <laughs> Here's my theory. I think he got lucky with Ariana Grande. Not that he's not a... I'm not hating on him. I'm saying that it's hard to pull these types of chicks. For even the most good-looking of guys, it's hard to keep one-upping yourself. The best-looking guys can still still struggle. He's making it look easy. Mm. And he's, he's almost going to start outshining Leonardo DiCaprio soon. Well, he's got an he's got that age, that fulcrum where Leo's going to be going down. Well, I think Leo holds himself back by having that age restraint. Oh, there. he's like dumb. 22, 23 years old is like his max. He's dumb with that. Because look at Pete Davidson going for Kate Beckinsale, who's well into her 40s. 49. I didn't just Google her. <laughs> I just know her birth date, <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> yeah. So with Emily Ratajkowski, that's like the ender there. And that's why he needs to do a podcast. I want to hear his stories. Or learn from him somehow. How quick did he bust a nut? There's no, we're men, so we all understand. It doesn't matter if we're used to having sex with Kate Beckinsale or Ariana Grande or any other hot chick that we don't know about that he dated secretly. You have a new chick who's, Emily Radikowski, you're not lasting. No. no I don't not. care if he did the whole, you know, Ben Stiller maneuver and try to jerk one out 30 minutes prior to the that, date. That might give you 10 extra seconds. Maybe. <laughs> the, the concentration would be, would be unbelievably difficult. To, to, to concentrate. I, don't think, I don't think it can be done. Here's the, not the first time. I don't think scientifically it's possible. That's, that speaks volumes about us as group right here. Just even, not even, even if you like, even if he roofied himself and knocked himself out or somehow. How's that what? helping? Or he rendered himself unconscious somehow. What if he cuts his own dick off? I mean, that definitely would work, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, I, there you go. There you go. Tony's reasoning yes. doesn't even apply. Like, what if he... What if, if he's he, unconscious, what he if lasts he as long as he What needs. if he chokes himself out? What if he died? <laughs> Where's the connecting logic? <laughs> yeah, he definitely oh, won't come because yeah. he's dead. Then he'll last forever. <laughs> then he is the true alpha male. However, then that may say something about Emily Ratajkowski's pussy. Yeah. If uh, she's able to make a dead man come. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. You're, 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 you're thinking along with me. So what I'm saying here, getting back to the most important topic here, is how is this going to benefit me? How, is, how can I right, use right. Pete what Davidson's skill set to benefit me? How does one absorb his knowledge and essence, incorporate it into their own form, and then become the Highlander. Right. I ha- Yes. I have to interpret his actions because I know, unfortunately, I'm not going to get a podcast or a TikTok that's going to help educate losers like myself rely on my, my interpretation skills. Okay. What have you put together so far? Okay. So as I was saying, Ariana Grande, let's say he got lucky. Okay. He, he has a- to have gotten lucky for one of them. He got Ariana Grande for whatever reason, the stars you know, aligned and he was able to seal the deal and he dated mm. her for quite some time. Sometimes that's all a guy needs. Just a, that one shot. A hot chick publicly to essentially give him a stamp of approval, which is what she did for the entire world to take this nerdy writer because now he's, he is living into his, he's growing into his image. Now, if you've seen him recently, he looks better. His facial features are far more groomed, uh, or I should say his face is far more groomed than he used to be. His face actually looks better. Like he's actually probably taking care of his skin. Now he's not as pale. His hair is different. He looks more like a celebrity. He looks less methy. Yes. So I have a feeling what happened was for whatever reason, him and Ariana Grande met, they synced, they vibed, they started dating. And because that was a, a, a public thing, suddenly other women now are like, Hmm, Men, I wonder why she's dating this guy. And men then are they like, start noticing little things about him that may be good looking. Oh, look, when you really look at him, he is a good looking guy. His, eh. tat- his tattoos. So here's, here's he my has theory, whole dude. vibe going. Men are like NASCARs. Yeah. All of them are essentially the same and there's not much inside or to them. 
what's what they are really supported by is their endorsements. Mm. And women, by dating men, endorse men as this guy's worth dating. That's right. This there one is go. worth this level of attractiveness from the opposite sex. There you go. <laughs> so he got that Ariana Grande sweet, sweet endorsement money, metaphorically speaking. And that allowed him to move into out of the minors or out of whatever division I don't sports, whatever division he was in to the next level. Because I think without that, you don't have anything. No. And that's what I'm saying. So he got that stamp of approval, or as you said, to use your analogy here, you know, she put his, she put her Ariana Grande sticker right on the hood on his hood. And in Mm -hmm. this case his dick. <laughs> and it created appeal. It's it's advertisement. Hey, Ariana Grande dated this writer. It's like from any kind of SNL. Cer- yeah, it's any kind of certification. Like, oh, it's gold certified. It's Ariana Grande certified. Oh, okay. look, all right. I might give that well, a shot. Well, she gave him eighty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I think I'm gonna suck his dick. <laughs> it's that simple. That's that's that's, that's, that's what I've learned. Because yeah. since then, it keeps going up. Kate Beckinsale decided to give him a chance. Then suddenly, Kim K and her it's, greedy. He's got five celeb- star reviews apparently. Yes, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale dates him publicly for a couple months. Then suddenly Kim Kardashian's like, hmm, how can I benefit myself? That's because she only dates guys that benefit her and her career. If you if you watch her career, all of her choices are based on career moves. Mm-hmm. And the moment Kanye became a Insane. controversial mess as of what, two years ago is when it really started happening, maybe even three years ago. She bails on him, and yep. now she seeks out Pete Davidson. He was bad stock at that point. Yes. It was the, the, the value in the market was going down. She, he didn't benefit from the NASCAR stamp. Right. He lost too many races. He was no longer pulling in the numbers. Oh, here's Pete Davidson going around the side. You know, rookie Pete Davidson, he's really been killing it on the track lately, Tony. He's been early in a Grande Cup. <laughs> and recently, the Kate Beckinsale uh, 500. You know, so. Thomas, you know, like he's really pushing that engine there. You know, he hasn't taken a pit stop yet. He is looking a little worse for wear. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Those last couple of laps. Uh, have I got to admit, those, those wheels are still holding up. You know, like, and then just absolutely. There's but some I leakage think, there under that oil pan. I think he needs oh, a, oh, wait a change minute. it out. That, that, pit, that pit team is like waving. They're like going, hey, slow but down. Remember, slow though, down. you got to remember, though, as a rookie, what matters is the mileage. He's still got a lot of years under his belt. It's being oh. 29. So my strategy, because obviously Emily Ratajkowski's like, shit, I better slap my sticker on his hood. I need endorsements. I need endorsements. So you're going to buy some? Well, it's funny you bring this up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what? All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to take a few things from different places. So I'm going to use a little bit of... Pete Davidson's strategy, but I'm also going to use the good old snake oil salesman strategy as well, where you put plants in the crowd. <laughs> like I'll buy three or four of those bottles, sir. Well, do you say it also cures hemorrhoids? Yes, it does. Well, I better buy some. All right. How many bottles would I'll you take like? Four. Okay. So yeah. we're all familiar with yes. that whole yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I need to find a way to put some plants. Okay. Some hot chicks, even if I've never had affairs with them or relations, just a couple friends, maybe Lauren. You know what? Lauren's attractive, but she's not going to do the job. It needs to be someone like, like, that's kind of, uh, you know what? That's kind of insulting Lauren. Let's just throw Lauren in there for the sake of not insulting her. (laughs) Let's throw Lauren in there. Let's throw a couple other hot chicks. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. if I can get some, uh, What's the, geez, my mind went blank. When employers, you know, referrals. Maybe I can ask a couple of my exes to give me some referrals. You probably That might end up backfiring. But, you know, just for the sake of argument, we'll say that. Well, you got to look at them in a field and just we need to start getting them talking in a group of other hot chicks. So, for example, at the gym, just bring somebody hot with me to the gym. And she just pretends she doesn't know me. And she just makes a remark as I'm exercising. Oh, that guy's really hot. And she randomly just goes around saying that to other girls. But first, she builds up little relationships with them. She says, hi, how are you doing? You know, can you help me with something? Just so it doesn't look so odd. So she gets a conversation going. And then she says, have you seen that guy over there doing the bench press? He's pretty hot. 
That's all I need. I just need a fucking leg up. I need a chance, Thomas. You, what and you, I think that would work. I'm, I'm a fraud. You need to pay for endorsements. Right. You need to pay for endorsements. Makes sense. I think, I think for the right influencer kind of DMs, you could probably get some people to support that. Put, put their mark of approval. Yeah, I need it. On that. Um, I, I think you got something there, though. I think the logic is sound. Yeah. So the question is, how do you get? I just need to follow through now. Yeah. Really? That's all. Isn't that all things come down to in life? So you do agree, then. That's pretty much what's going on with Pete Davidson. I, I, dude, it's I genuinely don't know. But I think if, if, if you can bag as many attractive people, guy or girl, then the other gender has to have it some creates sort of, curiosity. There, there's there's yes. a curiosity yes. and a, and a unspoken endorsement yes. that this person is worthy of your attention, admiration, or time. Are you worthy to do the Daytona all, 500? All dating is saying my time is worth X and you are deemed worthy to get it for free. Yeah. That is what the date dinner is. That is what sex is. That is what spending time with each other is until an emotional bond is built because nobody has that in the beginning. You might have a connection of some sorts, but there is. A, you don't believe in uh, love at first sight, Thomas? No, that's called delusion. There is, <laughs> there's a transactional element in all relationships. Hey, I will offer X for your time to see if we get along to then hopefully result in Y sort of situation. And I think... Consciously or unconsciously, there is a curiosity. There is a, an endorsement that means he's worth the time to check out. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the guys don't don't succeed on our looks unless you're George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Unless you're the top one percent of guys, you need endorsements. Even in a like, even getting invited to the party is an endorsement because you're worth the time to show up. And so the girl's like, yeah, you're invited to the party. You're cool enough to be here, which means to all the others at the party, all right, this person met X standard. That's why friends hook each other up with other people they know. You don't endorse, like, hey, here's a random person on the street. Like, that does that, that rarely fucking works. <laughs> I'm looking at this photo of Pete Davidson right now. He looks like hammer chin. He just has like his thumbs up and he's wearing um, like 1980s mafia jumpsuits, that type of thing. With like oh, tennis God, shoes yeah. that are untied. He looks like a complete bum. And then they have a picture of Emily Ronikowski right next to him. What the fuck? Yeah, it makes no sense. That is bizarre. Hey, the world listen. is not fair, man. Ah, you know what? I. It's also not even her type of dude, which is interesting. If you look that's, at that's the other. I don't understand her every choice. Every single guy she's dated, they're all like those. They're versions of her. Attractive. They're, they're super uber uncomfortably good looking dudes that are obviously models. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. So what's happening here? Maybe she needs some of that bad boy penis. Maybe that's all it is. Is it, is it like one of those old 90s rom-coms where it's like a fake agreement that we'll pretend to be dating for so many months? That, that bad boy vibe, Pete Davidson, is, is going to die out. By the time you're 35, 36 years sad. old, you just become a loser. Believe yeah. me, I'm speaking from experience because there's <laughs> been women who, that's how I used to get it'll my be, girls be, in the younger days. Like, we love his whole brooding and depressed bad boy when vibe. When you're in your 20s, that's acceptable. Yes, now, as a 43-year-old man, that's... It doesn't what? work. Are you it still doesn't... reading Edgar Allan Poe and getting him tattooed on your forearm? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a cool thing anymore. If it ever was, <laughs> so there's a there's a time limit. There's a window. There's only a short window. Yeah, that you could probably try that. Everyone has a window, whether you're a guy or girl, attractive or not. The there's, window's there's still there, but now you just need to jump out of it, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> or crash through it before it closes. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of uh, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. This whole Kanye thing is holy shit. Is really <laughs> have we ever witnessed a meltdown quite like this? Amber heard Johnny Depp. <laughs> would be wow, my wow. Yes, but it's it's different though. Th that was more legal and pure hatred. This but, is just but, weird. But Ye isn't going away. Ye's not the, going the, away. The difference is Amber was trying to character assassinate yeah. Johnny Depp, and then yeah. he was trying to publicly denounce her. 
So they were doing it to each other. This is just no one's weird. doing it to Kanye. He's doing it to himself. This whole thing. Uh, and you know, I, I, part of me feels bad for the guy for one reason. He's obviously insane. Yeah. He has some serious mental problems. And the sad thing is because he's a dude, I don't think anyone cares. No. Is bipolar. If this was is a it, woman, if this was Britney Spears, because we just experienced this last year, everyone justifying for her bad behavior over the last 10, 15 years, and she should be in control of her own money was all wiped away with this new view on how we look at certain people, specifically women and how we shouldn't judge them and treat them as if they have no true agency over their life and take away their right to spend the money they want. That whole conversation that that whole entire Britney Spears situation broke. Yeah. So the bipolar thing you can't, he can't use. I mean, he's beyond that. No, my, The difference, what I'm trying to say is that if he was a woman, I feel like there'd be a lot more people saying we need to look at the real problem and not what she's saying. She needs help. And I think that's the saddest thing about Kanye. He's saying some repugnant shit. Some of it's repugnant. Some of it is just stupid as fuck. And it says something. The fact that he's going around talking like this and no one in his life is publicly Same. denouncing it or saying something openly, at least, so that people know that someone out there cares about this guy. Because it, you could tell this is a guy with... No, what's the word I'm looking for? When you have people around you, he has Inner no circle, support no system. Support group. Yeah. He has no true support system whatsoever. Because if he did, there's there, somebody should what, have yeah. had the ability to talk him off the ledge or at the very least institutionalize this man before mm -hmm. he destroys his entire career. 20 years of work to get where he is. And for him to just completely throw it away seemingly overnight, that's not the mark of a healthy man. Whether you agree with what he says or not is besides the point, which if you agree with the things he says, it's, you got to probably question yourself a bit. I mean, some things, see, that's where I get a little conflicted with Kanye because some of what he says is very Trump-like. Mm -hmm. Some of it is drenched in truth. But he is more or less going to the outer lining fringe aspects of that truth and pushing that as his main narrative. Hmm. And that's the problem. Like there are things, some, there's some validity to some of the things he's saying. But because of the way he's saying it and how he's using it, that's the problem. That's the part that becomes problematic. For example, you know, he made some comment on Alex Jones show where he mentions Hitler and how we're in a culture where kind of like what we've said in shows where because someone is bad, we feel that we can't say something good about them. Like we have to pretend Hitler was a terrible artist and uh, completely inept and had a very low IQ, had a small dick oh, because yeah. that's the way we as humans try to make sense of an ugly person in history. We, we can't accept that there might be something good about him. Well, Kanye West essentially said that, but because of what he's been saying about the Jews and now he's aligning himself with a Holocaust denier, suddenly what he says is the problem, not necessarily the words themselves. As I said, there is some truth to what he's saying, but because of the conversation, the total context, the totality of what he's saying becomes the problem. Well, I mean, like with the whole Hitler thing, nobody becomes the leader of a nation and, and ignites the kind of movements that he did, good or bad, if they're a total loser. Mm. Nobody, it, it's, it may not be pretty, but it's, it's true. So Kanye West appeared on Alex Jones show to complain that you can't say anything good about Hitler. I hate the sound. <laughs> I hate the titles, dude. I fucking hate titles these days. They make half the problems. Yeah, but yes, but I mean, you can't really justify. No, the but, but like, here. come on, you, you clip that the way you want to, to make it. Oh sound yeah. Like clickbait, worse. right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, Oh Jesus! I I see I I see good things about Hitler. Also, the Jew I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love um, 
you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But what? this guy that... That's the problem. He says a lot of shit that doesn't make sense, or he's having a conversation with himself. Yeah. And he thinks he's saying things he's not. You ever, you ever hear old people talk, and they're kind of referencing things that only they're aware of? Yeah. And you're like, okay, Grandpa, not really sure how that... Yeah. Translates yeah. to what we're talking about. That that was what that he like he's got a thought about some experience that happened in his mind. Right. That he has not conveyed. So we're sitting here like, what he's are you? He's trying about? to also try to convince people that he's intelligent. He's trying yeah, to like well, every time he opens his mouth, yeah, he comes off as Mark yeah. Twain phrase. Better to be don't better to be quiet and have people think you're an idiot than open your mouth and prove yeah. them wrong. Or prove them right. That's what I do. I live my life like that. <laughs> Invented highways, invented the very microphone. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table. So, see, he's saying truth, like that uh, he's right. Okay. But his truth is mixed with a lot of. What the fuckery? Hyperbole. And what the fuck are you saying? There's no context to anything he's saying because it's almost like stream of consciousness is it's how he speaks. It's not a well-formulated thought. And he does that a lot. He always will bring up some weird arguments that you have to really think about. And not because he's uber intelligent. You're just trying to find a way to connect the dots because he doesn't connect them for you. Like, I understand his, his aggravation with the Jewish community. Like, not that it's, it's valid, but I understand where he's coming from. Someone who doesn't understand, you know, <laughs> certain things. I don't want to get into all this stuff, but it's a boring conversation about the music industry and movie industry. But he's trying to say that Jews run the media, and that's not really the case. That's not really the case. Are Jewish people predominantly successful? Uh, that has more to do with their family life well, that's and the values that they instill. And historical where people set up and establish and what kind of industries people have gotten into. That's all that is. So he's a strange guy. And, and <sighs> but listen, now a lot of people are on. This is the point here. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are trying to silence Kanye West. Yeah. Because of his hate speech. But if anything, Kanye's downfall shows why free speech works. If we silenced him from the very beginning, you'd never know. We would never know how truly disturbed this person is. And this goes back to what I have talked about in the way of philosophy. John Stuart Mill, one of my favorite philosophers. And he talked about this very thing. You know, there ought to exist the fullest liberty of professing and discussing as a matter of ethical conviction, any doctrine, however immoral it may be considered, because we can never be sure if the censored idea is false or not. And if it ends up being false, then we learn something about the people peddling such lies. And he put together this diagram of logic to understand what he means. And I will summarize. Humans are not infallible. Correct. Silencing is assuming infallibility. Plus, the process of acquiring truth is one of experimentation and challenging scientific inquiry. Part of process is putting together half-truth from opposing views. You need liberty to challenge and criticize and oppose to the very inquiries you're trying to prove or disprove. Then on the bottom part of this graph he's created, he then aligns other parallel ideas Penalties don't get rid of ideas. So meaning, by censoring Kanye, are we getting rid of racism? No. No. It actually sends them underground. We want these types of people to be present. We want to know who you are. Let we, them speak let that them they're an speak idiot. So and we can it. put our sights on them. You don't need grandma to not talk at Thanksgiving. But if you know what grandma's going to go flying off the handle with crazy stuff, you can just ignore her. Right. And you cannot engage. And guess what? If you don't believe in those ideals and they slowly fade with her, then you move on to a more enlightened path where you're like, we've learned from the past, grandma's craziness. And now we're not going to think like that. And we're going to move into a new area of thought. 
But I, uh, the idea of just silencing people, I do think, is dangerous because how long... That's all well and good when you're in power, when your thought is popular. But how long until you become... Until someone else wants to challenge your thoughts that gets in power. Look at a lot of the Yahoo far lefters and far writers that if we tried to silence everyone all the time, we wouldn't know who these radical lunatics are. Right. I rather know where you stand on a topic. Let's not silence people. You know, penalties, as I said, don't get rid of ideas. It sends them underground. And also p- penalties create stigma for nonconformity. And it, it builds it, a new enemy base. Why? Yeah. Why is... Why are... Look, look at historically, we created the Taliban, essentially. We, we went into Afghanistan to combat Russia encroachment, helped them, build them up, and then walked away. We constantly, people constantly create their own enemies. The more you shut down people, the more you try and attack some group, the more that group is going to be engendered to hate you and build resources and find a way to grow in numbers. Tolerant societies that don't hate everybody and just kind of let the wackos speak, scream from the rafters and we're like, that's nice and we move on with our life Mm. is better. But if you try and keep them all away on a secret island where only the hateful exist, they're going to live there with people with the same ideas and they're going to build an army. Yeah. Well, okay. So Kanye West, he is self-destructed. So all oh, the, yeah. so yeah. the point is proven. Meltdown. If you guys would have been successful silencing him the first time, he never would have imploded and he would still be relevant. Now, because he's been allowed to speak, he's imploded and he has destroyed his career. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the people who want to silence him should now be happy that all of his talking has ruined him, ruined him financially. He will never be the same. Ever again. There was something There's that, nothing he can do. He was worth like $1.8 yeah. earlier this year, and now the estimate is $400 million. Jeez. That's, dude, how much? And that will 80%. continue to drop because he ha- he's not going to have an avenue to create that wealth, and eventually that wealth is going to start dissipating. So he's not even going to be able to hold on to that. He will never have another deal again. It's a true sponsor deal that's relevant. Maybe in 10 years, but is he going to be relevant enough to warrant that in 10 years? He's very, he's barely relevant now. He, he should have held on to that good thing because he was already at the, in my opinion, he was at the end of his career. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So Quentin Tarantino says Marvel killed the movie star. This created so many headlines. And for the most part, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm, I say there's faith in the movie industry and there's faith in humanity because most people agreed with Tarantino when he said that Marvel actors aren't movie stars. Captain America is a star, not Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. And what he was saying, because there's some people, uh, and we'll get into who, particularly this um, annoying actor from <laughs> Shang-Chi who just continues to just use his Twitter as a means to incite his own version of racism. He's such an asshole. I just do not like that guy. So Tarantino was making a comment, an economic comment. It wasn't a critical appraisal of Marvel films. In fact, if you listen to the entire interview, which I did because I've been following his interview his interviews he's been doing over the last month or so because he's promoting a new book he wrote. So I've been kind of checking in on all these different podcasts he's been popping up on. And he did not say anything negative about Marvel films. In fact, he said he likes Marvel films and I read them as a kid. But he has, the question they asked was about the current state of the movie industry. And he voiced his opinion. He says, Part of the marvelization of Hollywood is you have all these actors who've become famous playing these actors, Tarantino said, but they're not movie stars. Captain America is the star or Thor's the star. I mean, I'm not the first person to say that. I think that's been said a zillion times, but it's like, you know, it's these franchise characters that become a star. So his comment was an economic comment. It was about the current state of Hollywood and how there are no longer bankable stars. And this Mm -hmm. is something that's not necessarily original as he just said himself. We ourselves have said this on plenty of shows that there are no true actors 
that pool in a box office. And Tom Cruise was the big example this year. Tom Cruise is Top the Gun only Maverick. actor yeah. that is still considered a bankable star. There's even the Brad Pitts, the George Clooney's, they've died out. They Bullet don't train have, did not bring in the money. Yeah, they don't have box Maybe office draw. Leo. So his his reasoning was the reason why these movies do well is because they're selling the franchise. They're selling a Marvel movie. That has been a tried and true method. Let's sell the Marvel titles as an interconnected ongoing narrative. And it no longer matters who we cast in these roles. Really? We can cast anyone as long as the stories are well told, which they have been dropping the ball over the last couple of years yeah. on that. They don't need to rely on the classic box office draw type of actor. That was his point. But we have the, what's his name? Uh, Simu Liu. Simu Lee is, how do you say his name, Tony? I'm going to ask you because I'm racist. Uh, Simu Liu. <laughs> Simu Liu. The, yeah. the actor from, the actor from. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. He gets on his Twitter and makes it a racial thing because that's what he does. He's, he's just a, a, a racist inciting asshole. He says, if the only gatekeeper to movie starting came from Tarantino and Scorsese, I would never have had the opportunity to lead a $400 million plus movie. So in that first sentence there shows that either A, he's ignoring the actual interview and what was said, or B, he didn't even read or listen to the interview and he simply is going off a headline because that first statement has no bearing to what Tarantino said. Because, yes, you led a $400 million movie. But what was that movie? It was a Marvel film. No one went to go see that movie because Simu Liu. If you were to do a movie next week starring Simu Liu, it would probably fall apart at the box office. The, the point was is that you made $400 million on that film, not even because then, of you, but because it was under the Marvel banner. How much do movies traditionally chart cost for marketing on top of the budget? What's a safe estimate that's the standard that we use? Wait, what's your question? I'm sorry. A, a movie's a $200 million movie. How much is the budget to total after advertising and marketing? Ties that? Usually that's included in the budget. They sometimes don't factor it in because they don't want people to see how they much don't want money people they're to spending. See that, but that's usually what we can estimate in order for a movie to be profitable. It has to make twice what it costs. So his movie cost 150 to 200 million according to the uh, the budget and its box office was 432 million. You barely broke even. Kind of proving his point. Yeah. So so basically he loses on two fronts. <laughs> like he's wrong on two fronts. He continues with I'm in awe of their of their filmmaking genius. So he, he fixes himself a bit there. They are transcendent auteurs, but they don't get to point their nose at me or anyone. They're not. It's not what he said. It's not. You know, like Tarantino said nothing about Chris Evans. It was never pointed out to a specific person. It's towards all of them. It was an economic comment. That was it. It wasn't even a creative comment. It wasn't even a a, a criticism. It wasn't even about the actors. It was an economic observation. He took it too personal. He's all, and then he goes on to say, no movie studio is or ever will be perfect, but I'm proud to work with one that has made sustained efforts to improve diversity on screen by creating heroes that empower and inspire people of all communities everywhere. I love the golden age too, meaning the golden age of Hollywood, which was, you know, from the silent era to about 1950. But then he says, but it was white as hell. What was that last comment about? Why was that comment needed at all to prove his point? Hmm. That Tarantino and Scorsese have some type of white fantasy of a time long forgotten. Is that what he's trying to do? Is he's trying to incite racism again? Because that's what this guy does best. He aggravates the fuck out of me. But the thing (laughs) is, is that he obviously didn't do his due diligence because homeboy that shares the screen with him said the exact same thing in 2018. Anthony Mackie said something uh, pretty much identical to what Tarantino said. And if you guys don't know who Anthony Mackie is, he is the man that plays Falcon, 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 and the Marvel films. Yeah, going to like there are no movie stars anymore. What? Mm. Like Anthony Mackie isn't a movie star. The Falcon is a movie star. 
And that's what's weird. It used to be with Tom Cruise and Will Smith and Stallone and Schwarzenegger. When you went to the movies, you went to go see the Stallone movie. Yeah. You went to go see... That was the point Tarantino was making. And it's almost the word for word, same fucking point. Yeah. And yet he didn't have issue when Anthony Mackie said it. Yeah. And also you can't... Well, because there's nothing he can say. He can't make it a racial thing. Because then, he's black. And Anthony so Mackie's actually like a cool dude, too. And, yeah. and, and when you look at... Yeah. movie... Now you go see X-Men. So the, the, the evolution of the superhero has meant the death of the movie star. He's, dude, he's right. He's, <laughs> a lot of his interviews, he's very well-spoken. Yeah, you know, I, like, I've when, always liked him. And even at, at like San Diego Comic-Con. I'd love to when see him look, behind the camera do some stuff. When you look at like a guy like Anthony Mackie or Simu Liu or even Robert Downey Jr., the first thing that goes through all of their people, all their heads is that, hey, it's Iron Man. It's well, Shang-Chi. Robert Downey Jr. Shang- might be the only one of the entire Marvel franchise who had the, sp- the star power. Yeah, but now you, I, I look at him and the first thing, Iron Man. Now, now you kind of see him. Robert you, Downey Jr. You know, made a huge payday and changed the course of his career forever. Yeah. But there was a downside. The downside is he can't have a hit. Yeah, he, exactly. He has done two films since Iron Man and yeah. all of them bombed horribly. Horribly, because people are comparing it to, hey, it's Iron Man, Iron Man in a comedy, Iron Man in a rom com, Iron Man, whatever, you know. And then Robert Downey Jr. is an amazing actor who did get Iron Man made. You know, his name, yes, he was controversial, and they tried to they had to sell him, but he was a known name. It was a big deal when he was cast as Iron Man. People are like, holy shit, Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man. That was though, what, thirteen years ago, fourteen years ago now. When times were different, we still had a little bit. We were at the ending of the classic actor as a box office draw. That was almost like the end of it. Yeah. So Tarantino didn't say anything out of line. And you see all these geek blogs also attacking him. Well, here we go. Tarantino attacking Marvel films again. Dude, are you not listening to the interviews? The dude says no, he loves not. Marvel. They're not they're listening not. to the they're, interviews. They're just dude. reactive. They're reactive. They do yeah. not care. About the interview. He is 100% right. I'm not saying this because I like the dude. I'm saying it because he is accurate. We, the movie industry cannot survive based on its own success. The movie industry has never been in a position like this. It's saving grace was Marvel. Yeah, it really was. And it's, it's also its death. It's going to need a big shakeup, much like the repeal of the Hayes Code. Much like, yeah, like it needs something. Every big era is gonna have to film it, has a moment. It's in the dying era, yeah, of a of a big thing before something has to change it. The the movie business was dying when Jaws and Star Wars came out, and they saved and they saved it with the blockbuster. And we've been living off those laurels for the better part of fifty years. Shit, yeah, fifty it, years, just about almost, uh, yeah, almost, almost 50 to the years. day. And now Marvel came along about 10, 12 years ago. And when I say Marvel, I mean Disney Marvel. And they have given a new life to the movie business. But in giving that new life, it was also a kiss of death in some degree. Yeah. Because now they're stuck with just those films. Those are the only movies that really make any money. And I'm hoping... With the upcoming release of Avatar 2, I'm hoping between that and Top Gun Maverick being true counter-programming, I'm hoping Avatar has the same effect that Top Gun Maverick had. That it will show the audiences that there are other movies out there that are just as exciting, just as epic, and go see them. Go see them because we've been on this this life support for so long now that many of the younger demo, the people who typically control the box office, the younger demo. Mm. Those are the people that Hollywood's always banked on. They don't know what the movie, what movies could be like. They were children when real movies were being made and they grew up in the, in the Marvel era. So they don't really have an idea what movies could really be on the big screen. I think, uh, I think one of the big things is budget. You can't have as with Marvel's Shang-Chi, these $200 million that are bringing in $400 million and roughly making a little bit over cost. You, you need the days of small budget, big success or epic budget, epic success. That is Top Gun Maverick, like you said, Avatar 2, but also like 
smaller projects that have a reasonable budget that don't cost CGI up the ass and come out every couple of months to to lukewarm reception for the first week and then drop off of 54% the following week. Like it can't sustain itself on that. The the blockbuster needs to either truly be a blockbuster or it needs to to trim things down to where everything it may not make the money it once did, but it's profitable for a smaller scale. I don't know. Something's going to change. It has to. One way or another, either it'll force it on its own or it'll crash and burn and force it then. That's positive, right? That's a that's a that's an uplifting moment. It'll all either f- fucking turn the pull out of the nosedive or go up in flames and crash into the mountain. Happy holidays. There's people who survived those, you know, those crashes. Just make a small village in the mountains. Yeah, he might have lost a limb. The Dahmer party worked out, right? The Donner party worked out, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, End up crippled. But, dude, I, I do look at that. I look at some of the budgets and stuff for some of these I movies. I think what it insane. is, Thomas, is I think Hollywood needs a, needs a stamp of approval. Did they need an endorsement? They need an endorsement. <laughs> Listen, for real, though, if there's any ladies out there that want to give me an endorsement, I'll pay you top dollar. Think of it as like, you know, buying likes and, and views. Well, it, it's is, is that what pe- do people still do that? It's marketing, man. That's exactly what it is. You're marketing yourself. Yeah. Hey, hit me up. I'll pay you. Give me, <laughs> give me that stamp of approval. I'll pay for your airline ticket if you're out of state. Come on in. Work out of my gym. Make a few gym. appearances. Yeah, you, you have know? to. Yes, it has to be about a week-long thing. Yeah. And you sit in the gym, you work out, and you, you make some... You make nice with some of the hot ladies. I'll pick them out for you. I have them on a list. And then they flirt with you in public, and they're like, oh, okay, she approves of this I'll take a few discreet photos of them while they're working out so you know who they are. Okay, now it's bad. (laughs) 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 That quickly quickly turned around on us. All right. Thank you for listening to The Rain Man Show with your host, Michael Flores, with hosts Thomas Cowley, Tony Sabal, produced by Michael Flores and Bobby Doherty. The Rain Man Show is a Cazador Productions and Rain Man Digital Broadcast production. For all things Rain Man Show, go to rainmandigitalmedia.com. Now he's back in her life. What you gonna do when you lose her? She got a Word up! And happy holidays, mother effers. <laughs> it's the Rain Man Show post-show holiday special. Hey! And Mark Hamill. Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> He's spouting off names randomly. Yeah. It's a... It's our seasonal holiday uh, post-show special because uh, might as well just get it in before we come back to the studio, what? In Fourth, another four months. Fourth of July, you know, the summer no, special. No, Valentine's Day, right? We got a Valentine's Day special planned, Yeah, maybe. Or St. Patrick's Day. Arbor yeah. Day. We'll figure it out whenever we come back. Or maybe, you know, like those those days typically, you know, like big block movie blockbuster. Well, again, movie. we're going to follow the blockbuster. We're, we're bringing it back. Because what's happening now of these weekly content releases just simply isn't working. We need to make it an event again. We need people to miss it in order to care. And that's why this show will be whenever we get around to it. We've become Disney Plus. No, 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 no. We were Disney Plus. And now oh. we're becoming, you have to go buy your uh, we're, tickets we're now at becoming, the theater. We're now becoming Pluto TV. Jesus, no. <laughs> We're becoming, you have to go pick up your tickets because we don't want bots to outsell it. Uh, you got to go to the box office. You got to wait in line. You got but it, but you're going to have memories. You're going to care. It's going to be an event. It's not going to be something where bots are going to scalp all of them and you can't get a PS5 for nine months. Mm, you know? Yeah, well. That's mm, the logic I'm using. I might as well just have the coal. <laughs> anyway. Okay. But uh, in our in in the show, we were discussing a lot about you know, you know Marvel blockbuster and you know like these actors trying to defend well, themselves and all that. But I people I know, getting mad at Tarantino's comment that you know there's a superhero, line you know, superheroes like, yeah superheroes yeah. have ruined the desire for movie stars. Has it gotten to the point though? And I posed this question to you and Mike before. Before we start recording is that you know the current state of like marvel and star wars especially when you know like 
like you said, we're we're seasonal now. Now we're just as seasonal mm-hmm. like Star Wars. Once we'll come was. up with a Mandalorian season three. Well, now it's going to be like Rain Man show coming season whatever. Coming this summer. Yeah. Right. Or it could be Andor 2. Oh, Jesus. Or the uh, Book of Boba Fett chapter two or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Tony. I lost the thread there of what you're talking about. Yeah, but, you know, like, but, you know, like, like, it was fun, you know, with seeing all these little shows of Star Wars and Marvel, these little, like, things where, okay, it's a nice little way to probably start subscribing to Disney Plus. But now it well, seems to me. I argued me- against that way back. I remember talking, yeah. I talked to Mike. I'll, I still remember this when Rogue One was coming out, 2016. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, this is a mistake because Star Wars used to be an event, something that you built up to. There was, what, three years between episodes one, two, and three? Now it's like... 99, 2002, 2005. Now it's like two months between and, shows. And then it became every, an annual thing. Uh-huh. And then they ratcheted that up because between episode eight and solo was six months or something like that. And now there's 80 shows mm-hmm. and they keep coming out and keep coming out and it's become routine. And the best way to spoil your pleasures is to make them routine. I, I, I bring this up because, you know, I subscribe to Disney plus mm-hmm. and the other day, about a couple of weeks ago, actually, I completely forgot about it, but they released the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Yeah. And I had to like, you know, pointed out to my dad and my dad's like going, is this a movie? I'm like going, no dad. It's a, it's just some thing. It's a show. It's like a 45 minute show. Says, but it's, it's not a movie. Cause yeah, it's not a movie, dad. What about like that werewolf by night, which was pretty good, you know, like, uh, but I had to point out to my dad, no, it's a, it's a show, dad. It's not a movie. It's, uh, and, it's, and the thing is people don't, there's, there's a thousand shows and I, there's a hundred thousand shows. I was, my dad was even following like when it first came out, Loki, mm-hmm. he said, Oh, that, this is a really good series. And then I pointed out, well, dad, they got, they got another show coming out. They got moon Knight. They got she Hulk. They got, you know, like I've lost, you know, like I'm pretty sure I'm missing out. WandaVision, Loki, yeah, WandaVision. she Hulk, uh, moon Knight. But the thing wasn't Falcon and I, Winter Soldier. And I only bring it up bring it up because like Star Wars, it's like it's coming out every month, every two months. And like you said, going back to your point, Star Wars and sometimes some of these Marvel movies were annual events. Now, you know, for the last couple of years, Marvel releases like what? Three, four they had movies. Three or four movies a year. A year. You know, like you can't miss it. It's never gone. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I think that people don't realize that the human human beings, the the human race, we're never really happy. We're always a little happy, a little sad. The first the second that we achieve a goal and we're happy about something, we're sad because now it's over. And our first thought is what's next. Yeah. We're we're in this perpetual state of desire and trying to find the next thing make us happy and i think that's one of the missed beautiful elements of events whether it was video games or movies or or seasons of tv shows if you had to wait three years i mean everyone knew endgame was coming for years now that had only a year between infinity war and endgame but people were waiting for 10 years for that to happen once thanos was revealed Everyone was waiting for it. And the build and the build and the anticipation and the excitement mattered to people. Star Wars and these things used to matter to people. Now I know people who don't go to the theater and just wait for a couple of weeks and it's on their streaming on their TV. You know what was weird this year? Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And and the only reason why I mentioned that is because there was a lot of talk, but they didn't release the official trailer until sometime midsummer. Mm-hmm. And usually when like Marvel does something like that, it's to like release a trailer and then you got to wait. We didn't have to wait. Yeah. You, we never have to. We, wait. we didn't have something we, to watch. We didn't have to wait for Wakanda forever. As soon as you saw that trailer, all of a sudden it started dawning on a lot of people. Whoa, November. Yeah. That's like around the corner. And that's, I think that's, that's something that we've missed. 
video games were egregious at this at first when when Activision would make a new Guitar Hero mm-hmm. every year, a new Call of Duty every year to the point where people don't care. Meanwhile, Final Fantasy, for example, does its big expansions every two to three years or when it's ready or Elder Scrolls is a great example. Fallout, The Witcher games, these big titles do their uh, big installments when they're ready and years afterwards. And there's a huge amount of hype and desire for them because people are hungry for something. There's nothing wrong with being hungry. And yet we feel like unless we're constantly consuming it as whether it's media or frankly, even food that there's, that's the problem. But I think that if you don't let people breathe, they're never going to care the same way. And that's why Mike said off air that Marvel was touting how much Boba Fett had, how many views it had when it had 3 million views. That's that's nothing compared to what their numbers used to be or, or should have been because it's no longer special. Yeah, I think that people are getting smarter enough that they 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 they're now past the constant craving, the constant, you know, pushing of the content and it shows. And I think and you know, like tell me if you agree with this, it shows in the recent shows that they put out that the quality quality's taking a nosedive. It's like it's not up to snuff anymore. It's like yeah. like 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 again, I I look back at Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special when it came out, you know, like it was like it was it wasn't as touted or as embraced as as Guardians of the Galaxy was with the movie. Mm. It was like, oh, it's it's there. Okay, yeah, no big deal. You, know? you got to have people miss it yeah. for it to matter. And that's the thing is that people don't care about mm. Star Wars anymore. People don't care about a lot of Marvel content anymore because they're not building towards anything. Okay, so, for example, the Book of Boba Fett mm-hmm. premiered 13% higher than Hawkeye, okay? This mm-hmm. is just one set of data here. The Book of Boba Fett, 1.7 million people tuned in. 1.7 million. That is life support. That isn't what Star Wars used to be. Star Wars was seen by millions of people across the world. It used to be an event. It used to be, hey, Uncle Tom and, and wait, no, no Jesus. Hey, Uncle wow. Jeez. Oh, that's, that's, that's my line. You know, I, I'm just forget it. Just close the show out. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know, like, uh, just like a virus, looks like Mike has just caught what I'm getting. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway. This could be the, uh, this probably is the last show of uh, this year, Thomas. Of the year, uh, potentially. So yeah. we'll see them for the Valentine's St. Patrick's Day, Arbor Day special. Groundhog Day. That anyway. Fucking, whatever day. From all of us here at the Rain Man show and all of the brother and sister shows that we have, happy holidays. Be careful out there. And we will, you will definitely hear us in 2023. <laughs> Attention all DJs and musicians. Are you in need of an experienced hype man? Are you suffering from boring tracks and low enthusiasm? Change that today with Hype Man Tony. It's because of my fist. Oh, yeah. He's able to spice up any track with a few energized words or phrases. Please. That's right. Tony the Hype Man will take you right to the top of the charts. The whores at this house. The whores at this house. Yeah. Order today and you will receive hours and hours of personalized soundbites sure to punch up your track and turn up the energy. Oh, yeah. Go get yourself Are you part of a gospel choir? No problem. Hype Man Tony has something for you as well. Can I hear an amen? I sense the presence of God flowing through me. Order today. I sense the, the, the presence of God is flowing through me. This got to go to the bathroom. That's all I got to sing? That's all I got to say in the background?